put on your thinking cap. It's time to get smart with Eastern North Carolina's conservative morning talk show. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet, hosted by former mayor and knower of all, Nat Robertson. Hey, 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 and good morning. Welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. My name is Nat Robertson, and I will be your host as we discuss the news and the newsmakers. We're going to play a little bit of music, and we're going to talk to, and we're going to talk about the movers and shakers around Fayetteville, Cumberland County, and our great state of North Carolina. Our mission is to bring to the airwaves a common sense voice on the right side of the issues, and I'm honored to have on the Cabinet our good friend, Pastor Kerry Cameron. Welcome. Thank you. Woo, it's so great to be here. Woo, woo. Yes. <laughs> Such a warm welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, love having you in the studio. <laughs> I love being here. And uh, sitting to your left is Mr. Jimmy Henley Jr. Welcome back, Jimmy. Thank Yay. you so much. And I feel so enlightened to be here with Pastor Cece. Listen to you making me feel special. <laughs> <laughs> you are special. What are you Thank talking you. about? <laughs> we hope that you're listening to us uh, on the smartest 60 minutes of morning radio on the Carolina Cabinet. On the Carolina Country, WFAY 100.1, and the River WMRV 106.5. We appreciate you tuning in and spending that time with us this morning. Listen, feel free to check us out, like us, follow us, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at the Carolina Cabinet. And if you miss an episode of our top-rated podcast, you can find us the Carolina Cabinet on Amazon, Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. Yeah. Okay, so we're everywhere. Uh, top rated, by the way. Top, top rated. rated. We are in wow. the top 10% worldwide of all podcasts. That's because of you. Oh, that's because you're you're our guest. <laughs> Pastor Cece, he does not need anybody to make that head any bigger. Okay? Are you sure? Um, I'm positive. I I'm can't positive. help it. I have to. <laughs> I'm going to contribute. When we come back, we'll be talking to Mr. Wayne King, who's a political analyst in the yes. state of North Carolina, works with some of the congressional candidates, and uh, uh, just want to find out what's going on in the world of politics during the midterm election. So don't go far. We'll be right back. Save your flirting for me, CC. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend Pastor Goodman for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now for today's good news. Here is Joshua Goodman. Good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Joshua Goodman, and have I got some good news for you today. In a time when so many want to unpack, they want to talk about, discuss the problems, circumstances, the situation, all of the negative junk, I want to give you some good news. Let's face it, folks, summer 
has begun. We can let the festivities begin, the beach hopping pool jumping into, um, not to mention, I don't know if you've heard, but the ribbon, ribbon cutting ceremony out at Lake Rim Aquatic Center took place this past week. What a great, great time. Uh, Fort Bragg is going to be holding their annual 4th of July celebration. All of this good and great news. Just remember, whatever you're doing this summer and over this time, make sure you stay safe out there. The numbers continue to fall. Masks are quickly becoming a thing of the past. And with that being said, I want to read to you a verse from uh, Ephesians chapter 3, 14 through 19. Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth are named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend all with all of the saints the width, the depth, the length, the breadth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge, that you may be filled with the goodness and the fullness of God. I love that portion of scripture, friends. For this reason, I hit my knees. I bow my knees. And you need to know today, this is my prayer for you, that God would grant you the riches of his glory. My prayer for you is that you would be granted according to that riches, glory, that strength, the goodness that Christ purchased for you at Calvary's cross, so that you today would become, or you would be able to come to a greater understanding of that length, depth, height, width, breadth, of Christ's love for you. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are, where you've been, you need to know that Jesus loves you. And that, my friend, is your good news for today. Where it began I can't begin to knowing But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer All right, I, I, look, I like, I like this, but we got to get kind of... Let's move that along. How about this? Uh-huh. Are we going to sing? Yeah, that's, oh why I, that's why I'm fast-forwarding it. Pastor CC, you better help us out. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you are not going to Hollywood. <laughs> Reach it out. Here it goes. Touching me. Touching me. All right, all right, all right. Enough of that. Pass me another mimosa. (laughs) I had to speed up that song just to be able to uh, stay awake here. On the studio lines, we are fortunate to have our guest for the evening, Mr. Wayne King. And uh, Wayne, I think, hails originally from... King's uh, Mountain. King's Mountain. I love that place. Any relation, Wayne? No, not not that I'm aware of. It hasn't been my 
hometown, and I still call it my hometown now. I spend uh, most of my time still in North Carolina, so enjoy this area. Now, most of your time... All right, so uh, Wayne is a... um, I want to get into going all the way back with you, but you're currently uh, kind of a political strategist. Uh, You work with and and for some of the biggest names in our country, and... uh, you know, you you hail from right here in our own neighborhood, so you you have a uh, you have a lot to talk about in a little bit of time. So um, let let's talk. Let's go back to Kings Mountain. Um, that's uh, elementary school, and grow grew up there. I, I did. Um, my parents I came from very humble beginnings, but my parents actually have passed away now. And- both of them passed away in the last seven months, actually, yeah. and uh, so I've, um, you know, kind of a, a new uh, way of looking at things now. But um, then, since my parents both have passed, I'm an only child, so uh, I did grow up here in North Carolina, in Kings Mountain, just probably about three miles from where I live at today. I nice. uh, spend a lot of my time in, in Washington D.C. as well. And uh, but you know North Carolina has been has been good to me. Uh, I'm mayor, as you know, I served as vice chair of the state Republican Party down right in 2012 cycle when uh, we were able to win the governor's race in North Carolina. That was the, the good old days, wasn't years. it? <laughs> and we all think just the world of Pat McCrory. So uh, you yes. you were definitely with a good guy there. Well, I, I think the governor did a great job whenever he served this state. Uh, you know, the, and and I, I think that we certainly need to get back to more conservative leadership at the statewide level. And I think that, um, Amen. you know, I, I'm happy about the House and the Senate, what they have done to try to navigate this, uh, this time period that we are in. Um, but I think that, in, you know, I think soon uh, there's there's hope on the way. I think Republicans will do very good in the midterm cycle in the state and in the country. Good. And I, I think that uh, we could see, I really believe that we could see super majorities in the House and the Senate in, in North Carolina, which, as all of you know, uh, would be, um, you know, a breath of fresh air to conservative uh, pro-economic growth policies Absolutely. in North Carolina, uh, which have proven to um, to work. Wayne, you mentioned the midterm, and, and I think uh, a lot of folks were uh, hoping and expecting the midterm would be great for Republicans. Um, any impact with this recent Supreme Court ruling on Roe versus Wade, since it's being made more political than a, a human issue, um, do you think that could impact the Republicans in, or Democrats in any way? I, I do think it could impact some. I, you know, let me say this: I am. Um, 100% pro-life. I believe that. Uh, I really believe that that we as a country uh, have really failed mm-hmm. uh, in, in this aspect. With the millions and millions of people, I come from a strong background of faith, and I believe it's a faith issue. Um, being pro-life is um, is something that uh, is from a faith perspective, in my viewpoint. Faith and. And human uh, issue you know, too. I mean, you know, yeah, we're told it's a, it's a women's issue. We're told it's a, a political issue. You know, we've all been having conversations these past few days. I know, but I look at it as a human issue. It's not just a woman's issue. Exactly. It, it's our issue as a society, uh, as people. But 
you know, the political side, I don't like that being brought into it, Pastor CC. And, and I, I agree. Yeah, I just I, I want to see it as we're all in this together, trying to figure out the, the right way to do this. Republican, Democrat don't matter. Men, women don't matter. Exactly. I really don't even think of it as a political issue either. Um, I think of it as a very human issue as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, I, I just believe that uh, as a society, uh, we should not be um, out, uh, you know, really clapping our hands and energizing about, you know, killing millions and millions of babies every yes. year. That, that is concerning right. to me and, uh, and from, I, a part, from a faith perspective. I don't understand how the left can support abortion but be opposed to the death penalty. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Well, they're full of, they're full of conflicts. You know, get back to your question, though. I do believe that that does have an impact to some degree with the Democrat-based voters, especially in the suburban areas, uh, not only in North Carolina but around the country. I do think it energizes some of their base. But I also equally believe it energizes uh, people of faith, committed believers, um, that it will energize those folks as well on the Republican side. Uh, to come out. And honestly, I believe that this is a cross-section of people from Caucasian to African-American. There's a, there's so many African-Americans that are pro-life, and this is going to allow them some leverage, too, to look at some of the issues in some of the communities around the state that we are, you know, as a, as a Republican Party, we are committed to life and uh, and I think that really sends a strong signal to some people that may not normally be our vote. Well, I think the Democrats were looking for some kind of jolt, some kind of help to, to get them breathing again for this midterm. And, and I think they're trying to use this as that. And Pastor Cece, I want to tell you, I've been, I was reading a story today and I saw a couple of them where the issue was made not just as abortion, pro-life, right. mm-hmm. but also they made it a uh, black female issue issue right. and i'm like man i think again i think they're grasping it's they're, they're actually grabbing because they don't have anything else to grab right there's nothing else on the table for them you know and for us as a country and and it crosses it has nothing to do with color or where you live at you everybody has the a right to be born you right. know it's not the Absolutely. child's fault you know it's not the child's fault so why should the child suffer for an adult that made a choice? Mm. You see? I like that. Yeah, but I also hear my body, my choice, but what about the baby? Well, it, you know? well, your body, your choice. And I understand that. However, the baby has no choice. So why do you get to choose, but the unborn baby doesn't get to choose? Right. And so wait. someone has to choose for and Wayne, so I voice. think that being a hot topic right now, we're a couple months out, a few months out. And so that's where I've been thinking that, that you know, uh, they were dead in the water on the other side over there. And this is something they're trying to use as a little, right, exactly. uh, you know, a little life vest to help float around a little bit. Well, because of inflation and gas prices and everything else, they've got to they've got to come up with something they can fight. Smoking. Well, <laughs> Mayor, you literally took my words out of my mouth. I mean, the inflation, if you've been to the grocery store lately, if you pump a tank of gas, it obviously is hitting people in their pocketbook and i believe and i still i've always believed this and i still believe that people vote with their pocketbooks and i think that's really important that um you know we as conservatives talk about this and how prices have went up with, with meat and you know vegetables and gas and bread we can just keep going about the the price increases on 
on things that people have to have right. to be able to survive. Which penalizes the poor, which, oh, you yeah. know, this, this whole abortion argument, they say, they, meaning the, the big networks, are all pointing to where this will hurt the poor, the underprivileged, more than the privileged because of the resources available. So, I mean... How, how, but you what lose do the they po- care about? You but know, see, you lose question. the point, though. You, we're, we're, we're keeping down poverty-stricken folks because they're having to drive to another state to get an abortion, where the issue still was the abortion, not oh, the travel. Right. Not the right. travel. So, not travel. Yeah. so let me ask you, Wayne, I mean, I'm sure you see polls and, and, and things like that in your line of work. Is there a poll? I, I know I, I've heard some of the liberal media claim there is, maybe nationally, but is there a poll, our state or nationally, showing kind of where the – public sort of stands on this issue on the abortion issue or the inflation issue well hey both of them are great issues let's go with both of them <clears throat> well i think the abortion issue is obviously pretty pretty evenly split i mean i think we're a divided country on that issue and i think that's a pretty even split i think if you if you talk about inflation some of the numbers that i've seen people are very concerned about inflation they're concerned about paying their bills they're concerned about you know, we're coming up on uh, the July 4th holiday, and I was just reading today where, um, you know, there's, it, it, if you have a July 4th cookout, it's up 17% compared to 2021. And, you know, just, just the food, the chips, the chicken, the, hot dogs? the hamburger, <laughs> the hot Sausages. dogs, the it cheese, the ice cream. I mean, you're talking about an average of 17% compared to 2021 up. Well, that, that obviously hits people um, that are trying to feed their families. Obviously, school is out around this state uh, pretty much. And, you know, people are having extra uh, mouths to feed. And that obviously hits people. And it, it's a real concern. And I, I believe that, uh, you know, when you go pump your gas. At 450 a gallon. You know, myself, I've, looked, I've looked around. You know, hey, can I save $0.05 cent down the street? Um, and, you know, I, I, I do a lot of travel. And. I was in Florida just yesterday, and the gas there is a little lower than North Carolina. So, I mean, you know, it's important for people to save, you know, a few pennies does matter when you're putting $70 to $100 in your gas tank. That shows the ripple effect of these fuel costs that that Joe has put on us. But, of course, he says it's Putin. But that's the ripple effect. (laughs) Well, of course it is. It's not his fault. Again, smoke and mirrors. Don't don't blame him. Hey, but you know what? (laughs) Don't blame him. To get the milk and and, and these hot dogs and all in the store, there's fuel that has to happen. You know, the the delivery company, the truck drivers, the the manufacturers, none of them are going to absorb the cost. It gets passed on to us, us. when Absolute. we go in the store. The consumer. So Absolutely. it's not just at the fuel pumps that we're taking that hit. It's it's in the grocery store. It's at the fast food place, in the restaurants. Um, my cheap buddy over here, Nat, you know, I, I used to hear him cry about prices all the time. You should hear him now. He just keeps a big old towel with him and wipes the tears <laughs> off. That's, that's very it, it, true. It's bad. That it's is ba- very true. His coupons aren't even being honored anymore, which they're usually expired anyways. Let me say, I, I, I cried today at the gas pumps. I no did, kidding. Yeah. Golly, it's insane. So, Wayne, as a political advisor, and, and you're in the ear of one of our great politicians out there, what are some of the things that, that you're advising them on as they're out here stumping across the state? Well, I think that we have to talk about issues that matter to the average voter in North Carolina and around the country. And I think that we've already pointed some of them out. Inflation is a big deal because people have to eat and they have to buy groceries. 
Number two, I think inflation is a huge issue. Uh, I'm sorry, inflation and gas prices. Gas prices, I think, you know, secondly, is a huge issue when people are going to um, fill up the tank. You know, just today, um, as we uh, are taping this, the state of North Carolina have re- has released a, their their new budget that uh, they will vote on uh, later this week, and they the the state house and state senate leadership had to include money for gas reserves for school buses coming into the new school year of uh, the 2022-2023 school year because so many um, their 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 phones were depleted hmm. for for gas and that is a problem and that goes back to the taxpayers in the state Absolutely. and impacts every single person on the bottom bottom line uh, when they couldn't pass that savings along to the taxpayer, we're having to pay for additional funds to uh, fill up the, the buses for people to go to school. I also think school safety um, is, is a real important issue now. I think most people that send their, their kids to school every day um, cringe to think what could happen in schools around this state or around the country. Right. And we've seen uh, some very rural areas of schools hit by people that have have come in and, and and tried to cause harm and has caused harm to to kids and I think the gun safe or the gun legislation that that um, was just signed by the president I think is another issue you know I'm a law-abiding citizen and I firmly believe that the Second Amendment is a very real issue and I believe that you and I should have the opportunity uh, and the expectation to protect our family. Absolutely. And when we go to bed tonight, uh, we uh, deserve, in my opinion, um, to be able to protect our family in any way that we deem fit on our property. Wayne, and, every time uh, they do something, every time they do something with the Second Amendment, it penalizes the law-abiding citizen. That's what I see every time. I don't see anything penalizing the the criminal with the gun. I see it coming after us, the family folks, the regular folks, working folks, whatever you want to title it. But that's who seems to always get the negative impact of we're going to control this more, we're going to restrict this more. It goes after the regular folks, and we're not the problem. I agree. I think that we should enhance uh, you know, the ability to, for law-abiding citizens to uh, possess legally uh, firearms to protect the, their, our families and protect our community and protect our neighbors. Um, you know, most people in this state, I believe, uh, are law-abiding citizens, and they want to do what's right for their families, for their communities, for their neighbors, and wants to be very neighborly. And, you know, anytime you can protect somebody, I think is important. Wayne, and we, we certainly have a right to, to protect our, our families when we're out. Yes. We've only got about a minute left. Let's shift real fast to the Senate race. Uh, any predictions there? Well, I think the Senate race is going to be, you know, we are a purple state in North Carolina. We are not a red or blue state. We have elected Republican and Democrat senators in, in the recent years. I believe that Ted Budd does have the upper hand. We've seen public polling to suggest that. Ted Budd is a, a member of Congress from the Davie County area, has served very, very well, had President Trump's endorsement uh, early on in the primary against Governor McCoy. I believe that, that uh, Congressman Budd is a great candidate. Um, he owns a, you know, a, a gun store there in, in Davie County and uh, has, has served in Congress. I believe that uh, he will really uh, be able to talk about the issues and how Sherry Beasley has been 
negatively impact her voting. Her record on the court was negatively uh, toward um, toward law-abiding citizens and law enforcement. Law enforcement are going to come to Ted Budd's aid big time, in my opinion. I did notice a lot of the Democrat sheriffs were on her commercial supporting her, wow. which is kind of interesting that the wow. you know they're they're playing party politics. Okay. Um, can I yeah, I think there's quick. like five that endorsed her so far. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say I I see as a political giant, uh, you were very active, even not only in politics, but you found time to be active in the community with the children. And so, I applaud you for that, for taking out time. You were honored for PTA PTO. You were honored for being uh, active with the children. So, what would you say to? the people or the parents today to encourage their children and kind of encourage the parents themselves because you're very active and I'm looking and I applaud you for that. That's awesome. So what would you say to us as parents to just, you know, pull us in, pull us in and encourage us as parents? Well, pastor, I thank you for that. It's been the greatest honor of my life to be a father to to my son who is, 13 years old and he attends public yes. school in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I believe that God blessed me whenever he um, allowed me to be Noah's dad. And I count that a, a, just the greatest awesome. blessing of my life. And I believe that we as parents have to pour into our kids, not only our kids, but other people's kids through, through community activities or church activities or anything. And I think it's important that that we don't leave anybody behind there. Wow. And I believe that it, you know, the people that uh, have the most need to give the most. And uh, I've been very fortunate in my life. And I believe that, uh, I believe that it's really important to give back to people that uh, need father figures in their life. Every child deserves a mother and a father, whether that's by birth or by, mm. by mm. just community people gathering behind them and pushing them along. And I think it's a, you know, it's a great encouragement to, uh, to always uh, find people to encourage even young children to adults because I think every one of us can impact people's lives and we should all strive to do that every day. Excellent. Wayne, Excellent. what are your plans for the 4th of July? Well, I'm actually headed out of town. I'm going to take a little vacation down to St. Simon's Island in Georgia. Nice. Uh, that's mm. a beautiful part of, of the coast of Georgia, so I'm going to take a few days uh, away from politics and, uh, and and try to enjoy my family. And Good for uh, you. I, hope, I hope all of your listeners will do the same and enjoy the, the time and the, the privilege that we live in one of the great, you know, the greatest country in the world. And awesome. even though we have so many issues, we have so much to be thankful for. And God has blessed this country and has blessed the awesome. people. Take yeah. out a loan for some hot dogs and ribs. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> well, wait. Wayne, thank you so you pastor. Yeah, Cece, I, go I'm ahead. just I it you know as a pastor, it's just so good to always hear our leaders who are faith based. It's very important to be faith based, and do your research and find out how many of us are actually faith based. You know, mm-hmm. and so as a politician, to have both is vitally important to me. So I, th- I, I right. appreciate you, Mr. Wayne. Thank you so much. On the phone is Mr. Wayne, Mr. Wayne King, who is a political strategist and uh, worked very closely with a lot of our uh, local yep. politicians, statewide mm-hmm. and national, uh, on the national scene. Wayne, thanks so much for joining us. Wayne King, everybody. Yes. In, in the studio with us is Thank Jim, you. Mr. Jimmy. It's my privilege. 
Thank you so much. This is Mr. Jimmy Henley Jr. and Yay. Pastor Kerry Cameron. Yeah, thank you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Toot my own horn. Thank you, you for, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I, I love uh, our former mayor. <laughs> and he loves you back. I know. Well, well I said save and the so flirting for me. You're right. Oh, look, it's plenty to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. The Smartest Hour of Talk Radio will return after these important messages from our commercial sponsors. Conservative Talk Radio in Eastern North Carolina. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet. This is the morning show your daddy wanted you to listen to. Tell ya, she'll get you dancing, won't she? Sure will. Got me. Pastor Cece is walking on sunshine. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Cece always walks on sunshine. I try. I got. She is our sunshine. Was that See, good? Yes, that was, was that good. good? Okay. That was good. Yeah, that was <laughs> I still got game. I you still, still have games. it. Yeah, you didn't lose it. Some say I never had it, but I think I did. I think you did. I think, I think you, you did. did. I yeah, to come up with that it. one. Yeah. <laughs> Such short notice. Yeah, you're quick. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. The sports doctor is in the house. The Carolina Cabinet welcomes back the all-knowing guru of the sports world, Dr. Earl Vaughn, Jr. Dr. Earl, welcome back. Good evening, good evening, everyone. <laughs> How are Hello. you? Hi. It's Doctor, been a while. Dr. Earl Vaughn in the studio. We've got Pastor Carrie Cameron. We call her Pastor Cece. Hello. How are you? 
And Jimmy Edley Jr., which uh, is a voice you'll recognize. How you doing, sir? Fine, thank you. Well, so not a lot of uh, sports activity going on right now, but uh, let's you and I talk about the American Legion baseball, or uh, should we say the lack of the American Legion baseball in our area. This has been a, a, a sore spot with me for, for a long, long time, and I guess I I grew up spoiled. I don't know that I've ever shared this before, but I'm not a lifelong resident of Fayetteville. I was native-born, certainly, and lived here until the third grade when my dad uh, decided to enter the uh, ministry, and he had to leave Fayetteville to undergo his ministerial training and then served a number of churches before we finally migrated back to this area, which I came back here after I finished college. But uh, during our travels across the state, uh, we spent some years in Rowan County. And Rowan County is home to a hotbed of American Legion baseball, which is, for my money, one of the best summertime ways that uh, baseball players can improve themselves. It's the highest level of baseball available to uh, uh, young men in the summertime uh, outside of you know, any kind of a college program they might be affiliated with or whatever. But uh, because of the age limits, uh, Legion Baseball is a little unusual because it mixes players from multiple high schools together, uh, usually in, in the communities where, they're, where, they're, where they have teams, and uh, also mixes in you know, players that are both eligible to play at the high school and the college level are eligible because of the age restrictions so they they all you know can play on the legion teams and it's it it's a real source of pride particularly when i was in the the rowan county salisbury area uh my dear friend bob rathman uh who is now the play-by-play announcer for the uh atlanta hawks uh, nba basketball team bob was a huge proponent of, of american legion baseball and he used to help with the radio broadcast there and that's how i got into it and you see a very high level of, of, of baseball, at, you know, where the program's at its best. And I, I've always been impressed by it and deeply appreciated it. But then I got here to Fayetteville, and there was a time uh, several years ago when people like Doug Watts and uh, the late Brad Barber uh, were huge proponents of getting young men out for American Legion baseball in the summertime, and they got their teams together and we had as many as three, you know, three or more teams uh, here, right here in Cumberland County, plus other teams in the area. But over the years, for whatever reason, the the interest and support for Legion baseball has just disappeared. Now, and when, now when did it go we, away? We only because... have one team remaining in, in in Cumberland County out in Hope Mills, huh. and you know, it's really sad to see what's happened there. And this is what really bothers me too is. I tried earlier this year, uh, and I reached out and spoke directly, and, and I don't have his name, so I'm not going to embarrass him by saying who he is on the phone, on the uh, you know our, the show here. But uh, I reached out to him, uh, and all I asked for was uh, uh, if he could get me a roster you know, of who the players were on his team and a schedule so I could know their games because I wanted to give him a little publicity sure. on social media. Not a word, nothing. I've only seen one result from one game they've played this year, and it was just this past week they played the team from uh, Hamlet, Post 49, which has had a Legion team, I think, as long as I've been in this area. 109 teams in this state. 
and we only have one here in Cumberland, when I know we've got the athletes for it. Oh, especially so, when you look at Grace Creek and you look at Hope Mills and you look at all the athletes that they're producing anyway, right. especially as they get older into the high school and that kind of stuff, but, but still in that league. Or, but where would the problem be? Why isn't it happening? Yeah, why, what, what, why what, don't what we the have home here, yeah. Earl? Why are they not here? What? Well, I alluded, uh, part of it, and, and I will, and I know I've known this for years. It's not cheap. It, I mean, it is a true labor of love on the part of these coaches. I remember, you know, the years I spent covering Doug Watts when he was coaching the team, and I never forget one summer in particular. I think it was the summer of '84. We made it all the way to the state finals. Uh, we got clobbered by Salisbury in four straight games, but we did. We, we got there, you got and it there. was a wonderful experience. Great group of young men. The, the rules were a lot different back then. And uh, I know they had kids from, from Hope Mills. They had kids all the way down from Cape Fear that were eligible to, you know, to play on the team. The, the teams are built on uh, they have to have a base high school to, to, to draw from, and then they can draw from other high schools within their general area, but there's a cap on the enrollment. And once, once, the, once they add up the, the enrollment at each of the high schools, they can't go over a certain number, so that that that's what limits them on to which schools they can they can draw from. And you can't. I don't believe it's allowed. I don't think the rules have changed that you could like hop over five or six schools, like say recruit mm-hmm. from Southview and Pine Forest. You couldn't do that. Hey, you, Earl, to, you know, get the, just so our listeners understand. In between. Just so our listeners understand what American Legion baseball is. We're talking teen years, uh, thirteen to nineteen. Um, what other what, what other criteria are we looking at? That's the main thing, and like I say, you have to kind of draw from your general geographic area, and then I, the, the numbers have changed over the years as to how many, what the enrollment, the combined enrollment of the schools you draw from is. See, so everybody's basically drawing from the same kind of area. Like, for example, in some counties, uh, you know, even if they could, they might just have, well, it's like, for example, I think the Hamlet team. Uh, Hamlet Post 49. I think that's basically all of Richmond County. I don't know if they can pull from outside of Richmond County or not, or if the enrollment at Richmond High School is is big enough that it takes care of all of it, because the enrollment has dropped there a little over the years, so they may be able to draw from from neighboring towns or something like that, you know. So if it's not working, shouldn't we do something to change that? Since it's dropping, can't, can't, can't the rules be changed? Can't they stretch it out a little? Instead of dealing with the problem, how about we just get to the solution? If Stretch it out some. Why can't we cross well, over? Well, that would, that would have to come from the National Legion situation. And, mm. you know, I don't know if they feel it's, if, if it's that big of an issue because, as I you know, indicated earlier, Legion baseball has always been really big in some communities and not, just not that important in others. And, uh, you know, the communities where it's, where it's really important, I think, you know, they're, uh, as a general rule, they're basically happy with it. But, you know, if somebody comes to Legion Baseball with a, a suggestion and say, hey, you know, if, if you did this, this might fix this. And I think that the, certainly Legion Baseball is a viable enough entity nationwide that there is still a lot of interest in, in trying to keep it going and, and to prop up interest in it. But at the same time, you've got to have the interest in your community. And as I mentioned earlier, it is an expensive proposition. I know Coach Watts, over the years, he, he poured a lot of his money into that program. Uh, you know, you have to get a field, usually from one of the high schools, and there's usually some kind of an, a rental agreement there, you know, where you have to pay for, you know, using the field, turning on the lights and that sort of thing because 
that doesn't come out of the high school budget because that's not their team. Right. That was going to be my next question. An independent team. Where, where do you know where our Hope Mills team plays when they're here? Uh, well, when they were here, I mean, uh, for the for time and again, they, they've always played at uh, at uh, Southview High School. That was always their base. I quite honestly don't know for sure if they've moved, if they're you know maybe playing at Grace Creek now, or if they you know are, are still playing at uh, at Southview. But that's where that's where they they played back in the day when I was you know covering them on a regular basis when uh, you know we were still a viable entity out there. Well, in the world of sports, we also I think we just finished up a few seasons such as our hockey, our NBA. Correct. Yes, we did. I think the Rockies, uh, is that the right thing in hockey? Colorado? Avalanche. Avalanche, Avalanche. there we go. I'm sorry. You can see I'm a big Southern hockey hockey fan. That's quite all right. The Avalanche uh, won it against Tampa Bay. And then, um, now I'm going to get this right. I'm not an NBA fan. I'm really not. And he's not looking at anything either. And I I like (laughs) Seth Curry, though. So that was well, the, that's his, uh, his team won. Yeah. His team MVP, okay. so you okay. got it right. That team, the um, is coming to Warriors. The, yeah, that's what I said. The, Warriors, yeah. the only way we could look any worse talking about sports is if Bishop Minor were with us. Yes. <laughs> well, see, we're we're definitely in my in my weak spot here. I'm a football guy. I'm a football y- lady. Yeah, football female. Yeah. And I can't ever get Earl to talk about the Steelers. So, I, you know, I give up sometimes whenever he gets on here because he wants to talk about all these other teams. <laughs> Earl, thank you so much for joining us, talking about American Legion <laughs> baseball. And uh, there is more to learn on that if you want to uh, look it up on the website. But uh, I'm I'm sure Cumberland County is big enough and strong enough to handle another team or two. Absolutely, and I just wish there was more enthusiasm for it. Well, thank you again for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Earl Vaughn Jr. Nice meeting you. Thank you so much. On a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries And that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me in, breathe me out I don't know if I could ever go without I'm just thinking out loud I don't know if I could ever go without Watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high Watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high Watermelon sugar strawberries on a summer evening. Baby, you're the end of June. I want your belly and that summer feeling. Getting washed away in you. Breathe me in, breathe me out. I don't know if I could ever go without. Sugar high
it sounds just like a song I want your belly in that summer feeling I don't know if I could ever go without Wanna lose sugar Carolina Cabinet presents Money Matters with Eric Nobles, a weekly update of what you need to know to make your money grow. Mr. Nobles is a Fayetteville native and partner in Nobles Pound Financial Planning, a regional planning and wealth management firm in Fayetteville, North Carolina, since 1991. Now, here's Eric Nobles. BB&T, the Blazer, and the Great Recession. In 1998, I bought an awesome red Chevy Blazer 4x4 SUV. It was an awesome vehicle. We brought home our first two sons from the hospital in it. We kept it for a long time. And in 2008, late one night, someone drove into my yard and hit the Blazer and dented the back right corner and busted out the taillight. It was a hit and run. A couple of days later, a local lawyer contacted me and said his client wanted to pay for the repair. I took it to the Chevy dealer and the repair estimate was for $1,800 and I took that to the lawyer and he cut me a check. That was great. Now is when it gets interesting. Since the blazer was paid for, the lawyer made the check out to me personally, not me and an insurance company. The dent didn't affect the operation of the SUV, so I had a choice to make. Well, you might not remember 2008, but I sure do. That was the Great Recession. The stock market went down by 35%. Real estate dropped a third. Vacation property dropped 40%. Unemployment was rampant. Major corporations were going bankrupt. Wow, it was a tough time. So now I had this 18 $100 to repair my blazer or invest or spend. Well, I looked at BB&T stock and it had dropped a bunch during the Great Recession, all the way down to $18 a share. So I bought 100 shares of BB&T with the money. I fixed the broken taillight with a used part from the junkyard. When I finally sold that old blazer, the BB&T stock was worth more than the vehicle. The moral of this story is to try to invest in appreciating assets, not depreciating ones. I am Eric Nobles, and that's why your money matters. That was a good lesson. Excellent lesson. That was a very good lesson, wasn't it? Excellent, yeah, I enjoyed that. I'm playing this for you, Pastor Cece. <laughs> I like this song Because you ain't seen nothing yet yeah. I like this song So in the studio we have Mr. Jimmy Hindley Jr. Hey. Howdy, howdy, howdy Hey Jimmy, I had a I don't know 
what I did with it. Oh, no, you're not getting a 20 spot this time, buddy. Here you go. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, oh, Jimmy. <laughs> he redeemed Who is himself. that other lady that's calling your name? There's several other ladies. <laughs> oh, more than one? Okay. Yes. Yes. I can't fight all of them. And we are privileged <laughs> to have in the cabinet this beautiful Sunday morning. Our pastor, Carrie Cameron. Thank you so much. We are so excited you are here and joining us again. Did you miss us? Absolutely. It's been a few months. Yes, yes. Well, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. What have you been doing? You've been traveling? Yes, I I do an extensive amount of traveling. You went up north and you went down south? I went up north, down south, east coast. West Coast, yes. Nice. Wow. Yes, I love traveling. Well, what were you doing? Well, I have established, uh, well, I now own a university since you last see me, the Upper Room Theological University. Congratulations. And it Very was founded nice. right here in the city of Fayetteville, wow. the state of North Carolina. Where can our listeners learn more? Go right to the urtsinc.com. That is the website. Or you can contact me on Facebook. Carrie Cameron. And tell us what you do in this institution of higher learning. I am the chancellor. I actually teach. I am the professor. I teach theology. Very so, nice. And it's exciting. So if you want to learn more about God, call me, 910-8888-8684. I put a plug in there. Did you get that? I <laughs> She snuck it right in on us. Right on in there. So what you're telling me is if I want a college degree in theology, I get up with the beautiful Pastor Cece. Thank you. And she's going to educate me and and make it formalized by giving me that diploma. You get your associate, you get your bachelor's, you get your master's, or you can be daring enough and get your doctorate. Each other one. That's all the way up there. Yes, yes. 20-some years of working that, so it didn't just pop up. Well, my, <laughs> It's not a pop-up So my high school teachers, I think, <laughs> felt I was a lost cause. Can you can you rescue me and save me? Always. Okay. There's all no right. one lost. Uh, she said always. No. always. Always. Yeah. You don't know, I can reach you don't know Jimmy like I know Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I put... Did I step into something? <laughs> yeah, you, you, might, you might have. Withdraw. Yeah. Okay. Well, always. I still have to save you. And I'm so excited because we are also giving, I also, my university has been acknowledged by uh, the president. Um, so now we are able to give out lifetime achievement awards from the president of the United States. That's and so cool. I'm, I'm so excited about that. So we're actually doing our very First ceremony, um, giving out lifetime That's presidential awesome. achievement awards, and our honored guest is none other than former Nick Robertson himself. What? Yes. Wait a minute, the smart one? These, listen, oh. these smart one. Listen, oh. <laughs> that title is yours. Nobody can have that. Oh That's his title. God. He's you know the what? smart that, one. See, the all-knowing? The all-knowing? I, I see all the flirting going on with him. That's it. You know, I, we're, we're, we're done. From the beginning of time, I love him. I, I love him. I love him. That's, that's, Unbelievable. Yeah. With actually three of us. We're triplets, right? That's Josh right. Goodman. And, with Pastor know. Josh. Yeah, Pastor Josh is yep. the other I'm one. I'm trying yeah. to figure out what nat's goal was here as he formulated the cabinet okay there's preachers pastors bishops and me 
I don't he's trying know. To pull you it's an intervention. Is it an intervention? Yes. Yeah, he's intervention. Yeah, see that. Well, if you were going to get an intervention to work with me, CC's the better she one out awesome. of that group. Uh, thank you so much. You I can so do it awesome. too. I can do it. Too. <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you so. Pastor CC, yes. where where is this uh, university? Where where would I go to class at? Uh, Three forty eight South McPherson Church Road, right on the corner. But what we're doing now, we're going we're limiting our number of students due to COVID, and so right. so everybody we want them to feel safe. Some people don't feel safe as yet. Also online. So if you want more information, I'm gonna do another plug. Do it. You can do. You can reach me. You know, I just forgot my email address. Just. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep living. Get old. You'll forget. You're, have you ever just walked in a room, went to get something, and you said, "What did I come in here for?" You forget <laughs> all the okay, time. Yeah. When I got here tonight. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> what am I here for, yeah, right? Why did I here? come through that door? Well, it's the urts dot office at gmail dot com. That's the upper room theological office, and contact me there, and I'll give you more information and anything I can do. I'll do. You're awesome. Listen, Thank thanks you, for joining Pastor CC. Thank you for having me. Jimmy Henley Jr. Thank and you, myself and uh, Earl Vaughn Jr. and our special guest, the political analyst and strategist, Mr. Wayne King. Awesome. Listen, please do us a favor. Take time this week to stop by and visit one of our commercial sponsors. Tell them that you heard their message on the Carolina Cabinet. And if you missed an episode of our top-rated, 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 top-rated radio show, join the podcast, The Carolina Cabinet. We are on all the podcast broadcasters, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and seems like I'm missing one out of there, too. Apple or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway. You can send us a message, like us, follow us, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at the Carolina Cabinet, and you may contact us by email at the Carolina Cabinet at hotmail.com. He didn't forget. He huh? didn't forget. Or if you'd like to leave us a message, you can contact us on our smart phone line. We have a smartphone line. Well, you got a. What do you think of the beard, smart. Cece? Look at the beard. You I, like I love the beard? Yes. You it got an all knowing host. Yes, I love the beard. Yeah. I'm a beard lady. I'm sorry. Uh, see, that's why I agree with yeah. Well, yeah, it separates the male from the female. It Our just, phone number yeah. is 910 Not in the Democrat world. 835 So call and leave us a message. Listen, until next time, thanks for joining us. We are the, the Carolina, Carolina Cabinet. Cabinet.